Well, speaking of Mr. Hockey, a guy that uh, saw him firsthand in some of his glory days down in Houston, Jerry Truppiano joins us, a former voice of the Houston Arrows in their WHA days, longtime national sportscaster. He's worked in Major League Baseball, now doing some work in college football as well as for MLB Radio, uh, voice of the Astros, voice of the Red Sox. I mean, the, the resume is certainly impressive, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight on the Brotherly Love Podcast. Glad to do it. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, what was your reaction to the news that Gordy Howard passed away, Jerry? It, it, it was, uh, you know, I, I, from time to time I hear from Mark and Marty, his sons, and, and uh, I know that a year ago, you know, they were expecting him to pass, and then they went uh, and had the uh, stem cell experimental treatments going, and Gordy really rallied, and it sounded like things were on, on the upswing, even though he had he had been battling Alzheimer's as well. But when I got the call uh, Friday morning, uh, last Friday morning, uh, certainly it was it was uh, a, a sad call to receive, and but it, it brought back a lot of warm memories and a lot of great memories from sincerely the most the most humble superstar I've ever been around. Uh, I had the pleasure to meet Muhammad Ali years ago. He's, he's without a doubt the most impressive athlete physically I've ever come across. But Gordy, uh, as as a superstar, certainly the most humble and down-to-earth individual you, you could ever imagine meeting as a superstar. Jerry, let me ask you about his dominance. Uh, you, know, you saw him in his mid-40s. He had retired from the NHL, came back to play with Mark and Marty down in Houston. Uh, just the the atmosphere, what he brought to the table, uh, on and off the ice for that community, winning back-to-back AFCO Cups. What was all that like? I would imagine like watching uh, Rembrandt or go to work or, or Mozart, uh, just uh, somebody at the top of their field. He didn't have the hardest shot. He wasn't. He wasn't Bobby Hull with a slap shot. He wasn't Bobby Orr skating, uh, but he he was the total package when you think about it. As far as his skating ability, his awareness on the ice, like in, in most recent times, a Wayne Gretzky. Uh, he. Uh, had great anticipation. He was as tough as nails. He uh, was durable. It, it, it was just, it was just a pleasure to watch him play the game because teams he seemed to be playing it at a different level than than uh, those around him. As far as Gordy goes, can you compare him to anybody? And I mean, we do comparisons all the time. But are there any players that you see today kind of re- resemble what Gordy Howe brought in night in and night out? Well, I, I, I mean, again, pick somebody like a Joe Thornton who's a tremendous passer. Gordy was a tremendous passer. Somebody with uh, awareness on the ice and anticipation, you know, go, go back to, to Wayne Gretzky. And, and, you know, Gordy was unique. I, I never saw him in a fight in his WHA days, but I did see him, you know, take people to, uh, to task if needed. Uh, he, he was able to do everything on the ice. But I don't think there's anybody in in the game today that has uh, that that total that total uh, ability uh, as a hockey player. You have the ability to score, pass, fight, uh, anticipation, kill penalties, force the point on the power play. He, he he was he was just something unique as a player. Longtime national sportscaster Jerry Truppiano joins us here on the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com. Jerry, what was Mister Hockey like away from the rink? My favorite story is I used to sit with Gordy a lot. He worked uh, a crossword puzzle all the time. 
we were we were seated at an airport in uh, Minneapolis waiting for a flight, and uh, he's working on a crossword puzzle, and uh, I'm sitting next to him, and this woman walks up to him, and she says, and she was an elderly lady, she says, excuse me, Mr. Howe, and he looks up, and she's wearing a cloth coat, and she pulls the lapel of her coat up, it's got a maple leaf pin on it. She says, I'm a Canadian. I just want to say thank you and God bless you. And she walked away. And just just the <laughs> just that little scene there showed how much he meant to people off the ice as well as on the ice, that how, how people uh, respected him. We had another flight. One of the few charters we took had to stop in uh, Saskatoon in the middle of February with the ice and snow everywhere for, for refueling. And for some reason, we had to have the uh, hockey equipment taken off out of a compartment to refuel the plane. Well, it, it's probably sub-zero temperatures, snow falling. Our equipment manager is out there pulling uh, bags off the plane. And who goes out there to help him? Forty Howe. That's just the kind of guy that he was. And he, he uh, I learned this story later that he took pride in his autograph. He once chastised a, a younger player who hurriedly signed an autograph and handed it to a kid and walked away. And Gordy said, no, no, you respect the fans. They want your autograph. You make sure it's legible and, and you do it in, in a polite manner. And he always signed his autographs, Gordon Howe, and it was perfect penmanship. Uh, he, he took pride in that. And that just shows you the kind of guy he, he was. He, he cared about people, cared about how people saw him in the game of hockey, and I, I just can't say enough. I mean, I could go on for hours telling you stories about the guy. He <laughs> is, I spent four years with him, and, and I'll tell you what, I cherish every minute I had around him. That's a great antidote because um, with the time he came to Houston uh, when I was down there to drop the puck and greet fans and, and those sorts of things, um, and he met the team afterwards, you know, the two things he signed for me, a photo and a puck, those autographs are clear as day. And at that point, he's in his 80s. Uh, really good yeah. stuff. Jerry Truppiano joining us here on SoundCloud.com. And, and one more story about uh, Gordy and, and autographs. So we're playing a game in Ottawa, the old building, and he blocks a shot in the first period and breaks his foot. So they send him to the hospital for x-rays. He comes back, and at the, at the beginning of the third period, he's standing at one end of the rink watching the action, and people see it's Gordy Howe down there. They line up around the, uh, the circumference of the rink, and he stayed there on, on his feet, one broken foot, and signed autographs for every fan that came to him. Wow. Can you share with us something that maybe the average fan, something we don't know about Gordy Howe that is not written about him or anything that you can remember that, that would be something interesting that people don't know about, about him personally? Oh, the great sense of humor that he had, that... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you two quick stories, one about his sense of humor and one about the respect people in the game have uh, for Gordy. The sense of humor, I told you the story about him going out to help the equipment manager to unload the plane in the middle of February in Saskatoon with snow everywhere. He gets on the plane and he, and he sits down next to me and he says, Troop, you know, they, they've got a great snow removal system here. <laughs> and I says, yeah, well, they must. He says, yeah, it's called August. <laughs> He had a great sense of humor. We were in a playoff series against Minnesota. Yeah, I'm sure everybody in the listening audience and you guys have seen the classic film uh, Slapshot and, and know of the character Ogie Oglethorpe. Yeah. That was, he was based on a guy named Bill Goldthorpe who uh, played in that series for Minnesota. 
and was involved in a bench-clearing brawl earlier in the night. Well, we were supposed to charter out on the same plane. Uh, the WHA was big on saving money. We were supposed to charter out for this, the return to Houston for the continuation of the uh, playoff series. And since the brawl was so bad, by the way, it was started by Gordy, uh, when he uh, took his stick and uh, hit uh, Mike Shaky Walton across the nose, and uh, it took us 10 replays, they, pen- they penalized uh, John Scheller and put him in the penalty box. It was Gordy who... <laughs> It with the stick. It took us 10 replays to look at it to determine that it was Gordy. But uh, as, as we're sitting in the airport waiting for a second plane uh, for the Arrows to go back to Houston, Goldthorpe and a guy named Gordon Gallant, who is another uh, tough guy, not, not big on hockey skills, are, are walking by. And I'm sitting with Gordy and Colleen Howe. And uh, Goldthorpe starts chirping and tries to start a fight with Gordy uh, in the airport. And Gordy, you know, just looks up from his seat. And, and to show you the respect people have for him, Gallant, who was, again, a very limited hockey player as far as skills, but a tough guy, you know, got the Goldthorpe out of there knowing that it wouldn't be proper, you know, to, to start a fight with uh, uh, a legend right then and there. So uh, even even the borderline players knew uh, enough to uh, uh, and haven't had enough respect for Gordy even in, the, in those days. Jerry Truppiano, our guest on SoundCloud.com here on the Brotherly Love Podcast. Jerry, just want to switch gears with you real quickly because you've done so much in your long career. And again, we really appreciate the time here tonight. Um, having worked in so many markets, calling various sports, have you fulfilled your dream job? And and if not, what would your dream job in, in sports casting be? Well, I always wanted to do Major League Baseball. And I was lucky enough to do it at the network level with, with CBS Radio, but my, my first uh, job in baseball was with the Houston Astros on radio and TV. Then we went to Montreal on radio. Then we went to Boston on uh, on uh, radio. And uh, baseball would be my dream job. And to tell you how it comes full circle, when I was a kid at St. Louis University in, in St. Louis, uh, I got a job as a producer at KMOX Radio in St. Louis, one of the great radio stations in the country. And for some reason, Jack Buck, uh, the late great Jack Buck, took a liking to me. And uh, back in the day when uh, the media was not so intense and and there were empty booths around in different ballparks or what have you, Jack would get me into a into a booth uh, to practice football when the football Cardinals were home or in a baseball booth when the uh, Cardinal baseball team was, was home. And Dan Kelly... Uh, another uh, mentor of mine, the, the greatest hockey announcer I think who ever lived, uh, got me into the back of the press box at the old St. Louis Arena to practice hockey. But but the booth that Jack Buck used to uh, get me in at, at the uh, at Bush Stadium, when when the Red Sox played there in 2004 in the World Series, I don't know if you gentlemen know this, but in the postseason, the assignment of booths change. Um, home television goes to Fox TV. Visiting TV goes to ESPN International. Whatever ballpark you're in, home radio stays in home radio. Visiting radio goes to ESPN Radio, and visiting radio is is uh, designated into a booth, an auxiliary booth further down the line. So we get to St. Louis. We're the visiting team, and uh, we were we were in a in an auxiliary booth, which turned out to be the booth I used to practice in as a kid. And here I am calling the 2004 World Series. Wow! Uh, in in that booth and uh, seeing the Red Sox end 86 years of frustration and finally winning a World Championship. That had to be uh, more than special. 
to yeah. go back, kind of reminisce and, and have that culmination for Red Sox uh, nation as well. Yeah, and my only regret was that uh, the great Jack Buck was not uh, still around uh, to see it because he was a he was a big booster. I still keep in contact with uh, his son Joe, and another good friend of mine is Jim Nance. So I, I hear from those guys quite a bit. But uh, yeah, that was that was probably one of the biggest highlights of my life, being able to go back to my hometown and uh, get a World Series ring and and call those games from uh, from the booth I used to practice in as a kid. Jerry, last one for me. Who 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 was your favorite athlete to cover? Was there one person that stood out for you that you just loved the interview, loved the cover, loved the just thought he was genuine? Who who would you say that would be for you? It, it, it is it is so hard to, to pick one individual out. I mean, and Gordy and hockey and his sons and Gordon Labossier and Ted Taylor. I mean, and basketball, uh, Calvin Murphy and Rudy Tomjanovich and in baseball. Uh, I mean, so many guys have been with three clubs, uh, uh, and in football, Warren Moon and Earl Campbell and some of the others. It'd be just too difficult uh, to name. I, I would say, though, again, as I said earlier, the most impressive athlete physically I've ever encountered was Muhammad Ali. I got to interview him before the Chuck Wepner fight. I had to spend 15 minutes with him. I even got him to, because uh, I struck up a friendship with Angelo Dundee, if you got time, I, I could tell you a real quick story of, uh, where Ali played a prank on one of our hockey players. Uh, I don't know if you have the time for it. Sure, of course. We had, we had a tough guy named Glenn Irwin who was a, who was a fighter. Well, the, I'm having dinner in the hotel in Cleveland. We're staying at the same hotel that uh, Ali was staying. And uh, I'm, I'm having dinner with one of our players in, in the hotel restaurant. And uh, across the restaurant was Ali and his entourage. They're having dinner. This this tough guy Glenn Irwin comes into the uh, entrance of the restaurant, and there were some big pillars in the restaurant. He's standing behind a pillar, and he's trying to get a look at Ali. Now, after dinner, uh, Larry Lund, the player I'm having dinner with tonight, stopped by the bar. There's about ten of our guys in there, including Glenn Irwin, the tough guy. And uh, I, I leave quickly to go back upstairs. And as I'm passing, we're staying at a Marriott. In those days, they had a game room, and Ali's in there playing pinball. Dini Brown's in there, and Angelo Dundee is in there, and I stopped to see Angelo. I said, Angelo, I, I saw one of our players, you know, scoping out the champ. Would you mind if if I brought him over and let him uh, let him meet the champion? He said, No, nah, that's fine. Bring him in. So I go back, and one of the one of the things hockey players taught me was how to play pranks on somebody, and and uh, so I was going to rip Irwin a little bit. So I go in the bar, and there's 11 guys in there now. And I said to Glenn, I said, hey, Glenn, I saw you checking out the champ. And they knew I had some time with Dundee and had met Ellie earlier in the week. And he says, no, nah, no, nah, I was just looking for somebody. I says, by the way, I told him what a good fighter you are. And he calls you a chump. And he, you know, he kind of sheepishly looks away. And I went to one of the guys, and now we're all aching him on. You can't let him call you a chump. You got to go meet him and, you know, and just, you know, shake his hand. So I said, yeah, he's calling you a chump. He says, no hockey player can fight. So now we, we egg them on, and we're all going to go down and meet Ali. As we enter the room, uh, Angelo turns to Ali, and he says, Hey, champ, here's that hockey player. And Ali turns around and throws a quick one-two combination and just comes within a hair of making contact with Irwin's chin. Irwin backs up against the wall, <laughs> taps him on the shoulder, and goes, Nice meeting you, kid, and walks back. <laughs> It's uh, That sounds just about everything we've heard about uh, the late Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali. Um, personality 
as big as the room, right? Yeah. And he uh, talked about a month of a man, and he was, you know, he was, he was, you know, not in his prime back then, but what an impressive athlete physically. Jerry, thanks so much for your time tonight. I know it's late on the East Coast. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's great to have a guest on of your caliber that's seen so much and, uh, of course, knew Gordy Howe personally from his days in Houston and, and saw his greatness on and off the ice. I'm happy to do it. Maybe we can do it again sometime. Take care. We'd love to. All right, that was Jerry Truppiano here on SoundCloud.com, the Brotherly Love Podcast.